If you don't manage your time, something or someone else will. Hello, my name is Patrick Strevens, and this is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. This is the podcast that chronicles uh, my journey and looks back on my journey toward peace of mind, uh, should I ever <laughs> get there. And I hope that it can be a part of your journey to peace of mind as well. Uh, this is a, a podcast that hopes to inspire you to take control of your own mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. Um, I do that by sharing whatever amount of insight I can as to how I've succeeded um, in in improving the, the quality of my life in incremental ways and more importantly speaking with guests who are further down that road um, of doing that same process and uh, hoping to sort of soak or extract some of that wisdom uh, to share uh, with a larger audience. If, uh, if, if all these things were ever possible, that's what we're trying to do here on this show. Um, I hope that you were able to watch part one of my conversation with Vic Pipke. Uh, he was, the, of course, the former police officer who, um, through no fault of his own, really suffered a horrible injury and was forced to uh, pick a new career path. Um, and, and all the wisdom that came out of that transition, I think, uh, was really on display in part one of that conversation. So part two is coming out right after this episode. So definitely uh, check that out as well. Uh, there was, I think Vic just shares so much, uh, the interesting stories, you know, from his, from his, uh, his time as a police officer and the story of that transition into that new career. Um, you know, but beyond that, I think Vic just had so much good practical advice as far as how to set goals, um, how to, um, the importance of dreaming, of course, and, and just, you know, when we make, when we make such a gigantic transition in our life, there's, I mean, really, I, I can't, I can't really describe it any more than that. You have to hear it in his own words. It really, it was something that I found a lot of inspiration, uh, from just being in the room, hearing him speak. But as I promised, I would, uh, follow up on a couple of points that Vic made. Now I'm really only going to follow up on one of them right now. Um, I had said that I would talk about time management and the importance of a morning routine. I think that it would be a disservice to both those um, talking points to try and cram them into one episode tonight. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to record an episode regarding the morning routine uh, in the very near future and get that out. Uh, but today, tonight specifically, I want to talk about the importance of time management. So uh, time management, like quite, quite plainly, is this idea of, of sitting down, uh, pen and paper, and plotting out what you are going to do in the future. How are you going to spend your time, right? Um, and, you know, I, I've spoke in recent episodes about, they're over there, those other episodes. I've spoken in recent episodes about journaling. And in some ways, journaling and time management are, um, you know, maybe two sides of the same coin, if you will. Um, it's an invitation for you to write your life story. Now you get to, through journaling, you get to go back and write what happened in the past. And then through, through time management, scheduling, uh, keeping a calendar, you get to, um, look forward and say, what am I going to do in the future? And, you know, I think if, if nothing else, that should be very empowering and freeing. Like it, it might seem daunting to have to every day sit down and recap what you just went through. It can, it can be exhausting. I mean, I've been journaling for, um, for four years now, daily. And there are times when, um, especially having now quit caffeine, um, there are times when I'm sitting there writing and it feels like a slog because not every day is, is a big inspiring, uh, journey, is it? But, um, I think that 
it's it's in that journaling we we have the opportunity to um, to recontextualize moments. You know, pick a moment in the day uh, when when something happened um, and expand on it. What did you learn? What could you have done differently? Um, how did you succeed? You know, did you make some people laugh? Did you make some people smile? Or did you totally drop the ball? And um, are you hopefully never going to do that again? Right? Um, it's you know it's empowering because you don't have to now unconsciously carry the weight of wondering what something was right you get to through journaling choose what all those moments meant to you um, and that again is is sort of part one or or the the first part of of controlling your life controlling yourself is taking control of your story and deciding the importance and the meaning of what has already happened to you um, so then time management is like I say the second part. Of, of that it's it's saying well what where do i need to be in the grand scheme of things so to speak what is my five year 30 year 50 year you know one year two year like where what are my goals here looking down the timeline so to speak and then how do i how do i basically back engineer as that was vic's term that i think is very fitting how do i what do i need to do today to get closer to that one year goal tomorrow so I do want to give some practical tips on, on how to actually physically like materially manage your time. Like what do you do? What does that look like on a, on a daily basis, weekly basis? But I think it's important. I think it's important to think about why you would do such a thing because any, any good habit, you know, you, as Vic even himself said, you can supposedly make a habit in about 30 days. <clears throat> you can make a habit in 30 days by just repetitively doing, repetitively doing the thing. But I do believe that, you know, that may be the case, but to sustain a habit through your entire life, uh, you need to have that sort of overarching why, that reason for, for why you do it. You know, it's, of course, yes, I do it because, you know, it reduces the amount of surprises that happen in my week. It allows me to see where I need to be. It allows me to see where I'm wasting time. But if you have that overarching goal, which is, now, this is where I have to get personal and say my overarching goal is to become the best version of myself. It's not really, there's real, really no end point, so to speak, to that. Um, but it's, it's, an, it's an ongoing process. And so that's why I practice time management because that's, if I don't know where I'm going tomorrow, next week, next month, I have no idea what it looks like to be the best version of myself. I don't know who that's going to be. But before I get too completely out of control here, um, let's talk a little bit about Vic and his why. Uh, a big, a big thing for Vic was that um, he, he runs his own business, right? And he's he's helping people, he's educating people, manage their uh, on how they manage their money. Um, he's in that office every day, it seems like, and he has a lot going on. He has clients. He has a you know his wife works with him. He has a team of of brokers across Canada, I believe, and so. He's not going to get to where he wants to get if he's not uh, very clear on on his reason for for doing what he's doing. Um, he talked about that, right? He talked about he wants to have a billion dollar legacy for his family. Um, his, his wife wants to begin some charity work. So it's in some ways they have these huge, gigantic, lofty goals, which which they can then distill down into small steps. So. That when the question becomes, well, what do I do with my time? I can't necessarily tell you that, um, but I would say if you know where you want to be, then you know where your values are. And we spoke about values in an earlier episode. 
Uh, definitely go check that out if you need some clarity on, on that sort of thing. Why you do anything, you have that, I believe, and for me, it has to come from within and your own personal uh, value set. So for, again, for Vic, you know, he needs to be productive. He needs to be working towards that legacy. And, you know, he came from a background where he was uh, an employee, right? He was a police officer. He was a SWAT team member where a lot of his days were probably, you know, pretty regimented and pretty scheduled, pretty, I mean, he knew where he was going to be. He knew what he was going to do day in and day out. But when you become an entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm the same way because I freelance uh, and I do a lot of client work and I'm, I'm never in one place really for very long or, or uh, you know, I may, it may be a lot of one-off jobs, right? Like it's incumbent for people like me and Vic to manage our time, to, to plot where we're going to be uh, because without it, life can truly become chaotic, right? Like he said it himself, he said, well, the, the blessing of being, an entre- of being an entrepreneur is that you, you know, you get control of your time. Uh, but the, the flip side of that, the horror, if you will, is that you now have control of your time. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about my why and my reason for, for why I've engaged in journaling and time management. For me, at some point, it dawned on me. I live in a free enough Western civilization at the zenith of modern comfort and technological innovation within the low-pressure atmosphere of peacetime and relative prosperity. I didn't have to give up my life. I didn't have to give up my time at age 20 to go fight in a war. I've never been victimized in any real way. I'm privileged. For whatever reasons, I decided that it would be unacceptable to waste any more time. It would in some ways be an affront, an insult to my ancestors and to the people, the veterans who went forward to build this country that I call home. Now, this idea of my ancestors and the veterans who built this country, um, that holds a lot of weight with a lot of people. And I'm, I'm telling you now that that was what sort of twigged in my mind at the, at the, you know, the, that was kind of the initial thought. It was like, well, think of all that has unfolded to get me here and, and get me here in a very safe and secure existence. But I would say that that was the beginning of a thought, but it was incomplete, right? Because my ancestors and the veterans, um, that's something of an idolization, right? That's an external concept, external to me. I, I still don't believe that it's the, it's the reason that I choose to act as I do. But it got me thinking, there's obviously a reason that I need to make use of my time. It, it, truly, it... It's an insult to my ancestors and to the veterans who, you know, I don't really think about it that way anymore. But I had to consider, I had to continue, let's say, probing that idea. The real reason I needed to take control of my time, I think, became um, somewhat more spiritual, somewhat more metaphysical, maybe even. Now, time is a finite resource. It's it's not something we get back once we've spent it of course um without time there is no life time is the rails on which our life rides 
So I reasoned that my why was that I need to make something of my time. This is not why I started time management, but it's why I actually started thinking about what my life is generally. I don't have all the time. I don't have an infinite amount of time. So I need to make something of my time. And then I figured, well, the only ideal, like I can't worry about my ancestors or the veterans or, or things that I can't control or things that I had no say in. But if I want to become the best version of myself, which I later reasoned was kind of my goal, was, was truly my goal, not kind of, the, the finite resource of time is what I have to make myself into who I want to be. That's my why. Now, I can't give you your why. I, I'm probably poorly explained my why on that one. But you know what? Feel free. Feel free to use it uh, to get yourself started. Just as I had that sort of inkling that, you know, I'm privileged to be here and other people, <clears throat> you know, have gone forward to get me here. It would be insulting to them to waste my time. Well, that's a good start. If you need to use my why to get yourself started, think of it this way. It's a Latin phrase called memento mori, a reminder that you too will die. Do you want to die having not spent the precious, precious time that was given to you in the right way? Ask yourself that to get started. Because if we don't have that why, that reason for being, um, we risk a life full of too many surprises. We risk a life of misery or just a dull, uninteresting life. And we risk an existential crisis at some point. And when we cry, we cry out or we, we sit there slumped over wondering, what am I living for? So this might seem like a really far out and long rambling way to get to like color-coded journal entries and, and calendar and having a calendar. But again, like I said, time management, journaling, and as we go forward, we'll talk meditation, we'll talk healthy eating, we'll talk, you know, um, choosing to consume uh, healthy influences. Um, all those things, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do them. You know, you're not gonna persist in those habits if they're not informed by an overarching uh reason of you know like yes they feel good yes it yes i'm getting where i want to be etc but those habits day in and day out there'll be no question about doing them if they are grounded in and guided by that why that reason for being for me i'm using my time to become the best version of myself for you i don't know what that looks like but i would say if you're not sure what your reason for being is just remember that you won't be forever and so it might be worthwhile thinking about what's important to you and who you want to become. How often do you find yourself saying, I don't have time for that? And what do we really mean when we say, I don't have time for that? Now, you may be dying. You may be way, way too old to pay off a 30-year mortgage. Like You may truly not have the time. But I would imagine, and it's true for me too, remember all of this stuff is really just me talking to myself. I would say that when we say, I don't have time for that, um, it, it's something of imposing a limiting belief on ourselves, right? And I guess a challenge to myself and, and to you as well, if you want to take part, is when you find yourself saying that, um, 
Go a little deeper and say what you actually mean. Just say, I don't know how to start. I can't afford it. I don't want to spend the money to get there. Uh, I don't think I'll succeed. I think I'll look stupid doing it. Um, or just flat out, my, my heart tells me that I'm not going to do it. The thing about saying I don't have the time, even when you do have the time, is that you are actually, in fact, engaging in time management. So even if you're saying, well, I don't, you know, my time is a mess. I don't schedule my life. But I often say I don't have time for that. Well, there is a mechanism at work there that is helping you to begin the process of time management. The first step of time management is prioritizing. It's choosing what do I have to do. And, you know, it's it's tough here for me to for me to go into too much detail uh, because I'd be assuming everything about you. And I, I can't tell you what to do with your time. I can't tell you what your reason for living is. But I would now say that we could start getting into some practical thoughts about time management. Um, and step one is prioritizing. Deciding what is it that I have to do. So be, be quite aware that you instinctively, I think, know what needs to be done in your life. And there's just, there's the things that you have to do, of course. There's <clears throat> whatever it is that's making you money. Um, there's the things that you're duty bound to doing for partners, children, friends, parents, family. I would really, really suggest that if you seem to have a problem with time management, if you find yourself saying, I don't have time for this and that, and yet you're not satisfied with how much you're getting done, get yourself a notebook, here we go again, and get yourself a calendar and get yourself some pens and some highlighters and get ready for some arts and crafts. Handwriting your time physically out onto paper is, as I've said before with journaling, it is number one, an anxiety cure. You're putting your hands to work, you're making a sort of a, a mind-muscle connection and you're, you're getting down to physically molding your time. That's step one. Find yourself a notebook that you that you like. Get yourself a calendar that you like to look at. Now, if you're using Google Calendar or you're using some other apps on your phone, I'm not going to tell you to stop. Uh, I would say if it's working or it's working in some ways, keep it up. But I would also say, again, with the caveat that if you've come to me, my God, you're screwed. Maybe <laughs> if you've come to me for help with 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 maybe some insight onto living a better life and you've come here, Okay, well, here's my advice. It's it's do it by hand. Like start molding that life that you want. So, step 1, again, prioritizing. There are things that you know you have to do. There's things you've agreed to. Write them down, right? So, I would say side by side, and not at the same time necessarily, but have a month view, like have your classic 30-day calendar hanging up. I think we can actually see mine hanging on the door there and also then get yourself a notebook and weekly write Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then quite frankly, quite simply, it's not rocket science, write down what you are doing on those days. So, you know, if you, it's tough, right? Because if you work a nine to five job, I would still say, write that in. Monday to Friday or whatever it looks like, Sunday to Thursday, whatever you do. Write that in on the physical calendar square in pen. Work, nine to five. Write it in every day. 
Or perhaps you want to save space and just write nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. So, okay, it's like, well, I work 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. It's like, okay, there's like 170 hours in a week. So, okay, you know where you're going to be 30% of the time. That's not bad. And then even so, you know where you're going to be, but what are you going to be doing at work, right? Well, I got to sleep eight hours a day. Well, that's good. That's great. There's another whatever, 50, 60 hours. Still, there's like two-thirds or a third of the week that's open. If you just account for your full-time job and sleep, there's still plenty of time to do things. And I would, for me at least, if I let that time go unstructured, that's where chaos reigns. Man, I haven't worked out enough this week. I didn't I didn't um I didn't meditate I haven't meditated in like a month, I found myself saying a while ago. Well, why not? Because I didn't plan for it. So you can use those sort of you know, those unchanging, um, unmoving blocks of time, work, sleep, eating. Schedule them in and then you start to see where the white spots develop um, in your month and in your week. And again, it's very important, as Vic said, um, leave those white spaces on the calendar, right? Leave those white spaces in your in your weekly plan because life is meant to be lived, right? Like there needs to be a little bit of flex time. And, you know, if you maybe that white spot opens up and you're not too sure what to do with it, leave it open. And something might pop up and there, you know, you have the free time. So I just want to be very, very clear on something here. It is important to have that 30-day calendar view. Almost more importantly, I would say, is the week view. So Vic and I both agree that we sit down on Sundays and, you know, you take, you have the page of your notebook and you, maybe it's three lines and you, you know, Sunday, December 11th, you know, skip a few lines so you have some room to work. Monday, December 12th, and you write, I, I write the week out, bang, 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 down the page, and then I write across in lines. It would probably be really helpful to show you this. Uh, I, I will do that at some point. But also the point being is that you're now in control of this, right? Like you don't have to do it the way I do it. But I would say every day of the week needs to have space on the page that you can then fill in. So I personally color code uh, my calendar, my week view when I'm when I'm working on it. I think that just, it allows you for one thing to see where your time is going into different areas of your life. Now, you may even choose if you feel like you have to micromanage your time even more so before you can back off. Um, you may have multiple pages for each week and say, well, this is going to be my, my health calendar, right? For me, health-related stuff is blue. So I schedule in those walks, uh, weightlifting sessions, whatever it is that you do, yoga, Pilates, uh, you know, you go for a walk at lunch. Um, but also I would include in that, uh, sleep, right? Like do schedule your sleep as crazy as that sounds. Um, if again, I'm the same caveat is like, if you're coming here in the hopes of some insight into what could help you live better and feel better, um, sleep is number one, probably next to breathing second, only to breathing. Um, Schedule it in if you're having problems with it. Like at least say this is when I need to be in bed and this is when I need to be out of bed. And if if you're getting that, if you're getting a good amount per week, good for you. But if you're if you're struggling there, blocking out the time again and then sticking to that as best you can, surely surely would would be the right step or would be at least one step forward, right? So 
then, you know, if I'm working here in the edit suite, uh, cutting or I'm writing or I'm recording a podcast, that's pink. Uh, if I'm out of the house doing video production stuff, that's yellow. Uh, if I'm praying, meditating, that's orange, uh, you know, tidying up stuff around the house is purple, uh, bookkeeping finances that that's green, you know, um, going for groceries. I make that green also. It's just, there's only so many colors, right? But (laughs) I guess I would, what it is, is like, it goes hand in hand with that, with that tactile physically handwriting your time out and what you're going to do with it. And then color coding it to see how it's actually being spent in different areas of your life. And you know, then you can see, well, boy, I'm spending a lot of time on this and not maybe not enough on that. Or man, I haven't meditated in a month, I found myself saying uh, one day. So that, I think that's, it, it, it has to go towards the whole, the whole thing here really is you have the reason why you're, why you're doing what you're doing, but you have to have the vision to actually see yourself doing it. I mean, that's all this is, right? Like, I'm going to say this time and time again in different ways on this show. The key really is to visualize where you want to be and visualize yourself doing it in order to do it. I, I don't see a way in, in life where, where we can get to where we want to be without seeing ourselves there or seeing ourselves walking the path to get there. Now, if this is starting to feel a little bit too much like arts and crafts, uh, I get that. You know, if you, if again with journaling, if if you don't feel like you're a writer, you didn't enjoy writing in school. Um, I really don't. I mean, I understand it, but I don't have a ton of sympathy for it. Like, if you if you want to improve your life, you need to start journaling and you need to start um, managing your time. At least that's what I told myself. I think right. So. Uh, and it's what I'll tell you too. I, I think that just persevere, you know, try it for a month, do it for a month, sit down and journal, uh, as best you can every day for a month and then partake in this form of time management. And when we're talking about time management, the, the word may, may well be scheduling, right? It's laying out what you need to do and then working in what you want to do around it, color coding it, and just simply seeing this is where my time is going. Um, Really, time management, uh, like journaling, is an invitation for you to take control of your life, to take control of yourself, um, to wade into the chaos that can be life and stake out your peace of mind by saying, this is what I did, this is what matters to me, and this is how I see it, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is where I'm going to be because of it. It, it. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's not simple. It's probably the most complex thing in the world to pilot ourselves through life, right? But at least, at least you can have a friend and that friend is, is you from another time, uh, telling you, this is what, this is what you need to do. Um, and and Vic talked about that, right? Like, and I should say to, to sort of wrap this up, the key, the key with, with journaling, and I don't mean to keep going back to journaling in our episode about time management, but the key to journaling is every so often go back and read what you've written. And that's where you blow your mind. That's where you talk to yourself. That's where your current present self talks to your past self and, and sees where you went wrong, where you went right. And, and, and if you're on the path you want to be on now, the same goes with time management. It's like, it's very easy to sit down on Sunday and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, Oh, I'm going to do a lot of that. Oh, I'm going to do that for sure. And then to come around to it on Saturday night and be like, well, I didn't really do half of that, but that, (laughs) that is the key. The key with this 
time management stuff and with this self-control stuff is to work it from both ends of the time, the time spectrum, the timeline, right? Like go back and see, did I actually do it? Right. And if you didn't do it, then, then you maybe need to modify. And, and truly what I have found, and this may not be the case for you, I have found that I have to be much more honest about how little I actually do. Yes, I could work harder, but sometimes we load ourselves up with, with just too much. So Again, I would say, uh, be completely frank and honest with yourself. If you scheduled a walk every morning this week, did you do it? And if you did, that's great. It seems like it's probably a habit you could keep keep doing. Did you try and squeeze in a workout after work like five days a week and you maybe only made it to two? Okay, not so bad. Maybe, maybe you got to ease off and say, look, I can probably only do two workouts during the week just let those other evenings be or there's more important things I got to deal with on those evenings and then throw in a workout um, uh, on the weekend or maybe say, okay, alternate it, right? This week, I can't do two, I can't do five workouts. This week, I can only do the two. Next week, I might try to do three. All these sorts of things happen because you can physically see your time written out on the page and, and how, where it went. So of course, it would definitely be useful to um, on your page, you know, make a note uh, of what you want to do, right? All these things you want to do. And then what I like to do is if I completed them, check mark. If I didn't, circle them. If I kind of half-assed it, I put a squiggly line underneath it. Whatever you need to do. And then, you know, thinking about this now, like I could probably, I could be doing a much better job of actually like working the page to my advantage and leaving room to go back you know, if I plan the week on Sunday night, come back the next Sunday and say, I did this, I did this, I didn't do this. Make a note. Well, why not? Why not? Why isn't it working? I, I would say that if anything has improved, I probably say this a lot about a lot of things, but if any one thing has improved the quality of my life, it's it's taking a more analytical bent towards it. Not too much. You don't want to you know, you don't want to wrap yourself into a ball and treat yourself like a number, but being, being quite frank and honest about where your time is going and what you're doing. And if you're doing well enough, and if you're working hard enough, if you're getting closer to those goals, all those sorts of things. And that comes, I think, from seeing your life written out on the page. So again, I hope that this has made some amount of sense. I would really encourage you to not overthink it and, and do it your own way. You know, find that time in the week when you can sit down and say, what am I doing this week? You know, and on the, as well, keep that monthly calendar where you're, you're filling in, you know, more, a more broad view per day. It could just be work, dinner, sleep. It could just be get the kids to school, get to work come home right like the, the month view is not so so detailed and it's in that week view where you can get more and more detailed and if you need to do a day view like if you're someone that needs to like if you really have a lot of free time if maybe you don't have a full-time job or whatever and you have a, a tough time getting through a day without just giving in and laying on the couch which you know we've all been there but then, then do a day view and then break it into hours, right? Like, okay, from midnight to 8 a.m. I was sleeping. I got up. Then what did I do? Well, did you blow the morning or did you maybe make the morning productive? Just, again, write what you write what you ought to do. Write what you know in your heart that you should do. Write the things that would get you closer to your goals if you could do them. And then 
be honest and try and do them and look back and say, did I do them? This whole thing, this whole podcast is about self-control. And that's really what has been the life changer for me is seeing myself as somebody that I wanted to take care of and someone who I needed to help get through this life. It's me and myself, and we're trying to get ourselves through this life. I hope this helps. Uh, I think maybe some images, some supplemental images of actually what it looks like might be might, might be useful. But again, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Be simple when it comes to the month view, when it comes to the week view. Seven days a week, give yourself a few lines per day and just write in what you need to do. It's, it's really that simple. I think you'll find that just starting it and seeing your time laid out on the page like that is, uh, is really all you need to get started. Um, you know, if, if you've, if you're listening to this and you'd like to, uh, share your experiences, please get to me on the Instagram self-control podcast. I think on Instagram, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll improve the communication channels here as we get going. Um, definitely check out part one of my interview with Vic Pipke. It's up now. Uh, part two will be following this episode very shortly. Um, and again, keep it here for the, uh, forthcoming episode on a morning routine, Hopefully there'll be a little bit less babbling and a little more, <laughs> a little more help. But uh, again, we're rolling now, and I, I'm really appreciative of those that are listening and watching. So, um, you know, get down to it. Start scheduling your time. Keep a journal, and look forward to having those conversations with your past and future self as you go forward. Uh, and in the meantime, until I speak with you again, please remember: better is possible.